Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're going. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Um, welcome to the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. This is uh, test recording number one, and uh, yeah. We, I thought I thought we'd just jump right in. It sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, I, I love <laughs> love hearing your voice, man. Hello, love, hello. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ming Chen. Uh, Mike Zapsik not available tonight, but uh, we're probably going to do a little intro before we get into this, uh, where he'll uh, I'll make fun of him for not being here, and um, and oh yeah, we just turned on the we just turned out the lights. Yeah. Lights. Yeah. So sitting across from me is Mr. Tom Mum from Blue Juice Comics, Blue Juice Films. Also works as the the sound man on Comic Book Men, longtime friend, one of our best friends in the world. Oh, right that's so sweet. Hello, yeah. hello, everyone. Yeah. Hello, Tom. How are you? Is we are bare bones right now. We are completely bare bones. Yeah, just moved in. This is a test recording, so this is like an exhibition recording, right? It this is isn't like a the inaugural one because I think Zapsic would be pretty mad if uh, he wasn't at the inaugural shared universe. Yeah, so this doesn't count. This doesn't count in the record books. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's preseason. Preseason game. Yeah, well, as we uh, announced in previous podcasts, uh, this is a shared universe podcast studios brought to you by Blue Juice, Ooh, Blue Juice Comics. Sponsor Blue Juice Comics. Yeah. I got a nice view of the moon out there. There's like a crescent moon going on over there. Yeah, you got a stake in this. If we if we fuck up, yeah. uh, you we you go down with us. Oh, great. <laughs> We're not going to fuck up. a good way them. to start this off, huh? We're not going to fuck up. No, we're not going to fuck up. Yeah, for anybody not aware, so um, Mike and I have opened up offices uh, about 10 minutes from these the shop in Red Bank, and we're opening a, a podcast studio. You can come down and rent our studio by the hour. You can record your own podcast. If you, you're thinking about starting a podcast, we will help you get set up. You will be up in like within an hour. Uh, if you want us on your podcast, we'll sit down and podcast with you. Or on your network. If you want us to put this on your network, you could do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, don't judge uh, the way this is going to be by the way it sounds now. We have an air conditioning yeah, we're running literally, in the background. There's no soundproofing put up yeah. yet. It's just we are literally on a folding table that's curved in half. Yeah. And uh, it's totally bare bones. So this is a test recording just to see how the traffic sounds outside and how everything else sounds. Yeah, but we got we got stuff to talk about. So yeah. uh, before we do that, sitting to my left, you're right, Mr. Charles Richardi, a longtime friend of the show, been on several episodes with us. Uh, you may know him as uh, one of the men behind uh, Drew, the man behind the poster. You have many credits, though. Yeah, many. Well, well, thank you for having me on, Ming. I really appreciate this. Um, Absolutely. And uh, many you, credits, including I, uh, New Jersey Film Commission. Sure. And uh, you and I went to elementary school together. Right. No, well, so one of know, my main credits is knowing them. Tom for a very long time. <laughs> Wait, oh, so you got stories then? I got stories. Yeah. I know Tom. You know, when he had the mullet. You had a mullet? <laughs> we all had mullets. In, it was he the 80s, or, man. He drive around in a Buick. He thought he was the best thing in town. Because uh, it actually was the only car out of all of our friends that ran. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, not only did you have a mullet, there, I, I wish I could get access to the photo at Walt Flanagan. Yeah. Had long hair at one point. And no one no one believes him. No one believes me. But I saw I saw a printed photo somewhere. Yeah. Where he did it was down to like the mid back, maybe like longer. Bon Jovi eighties hair or Yes, it was like kind of wavy and uh wow. yeah, yeah. He was uh he was metal back then. Yeah. Yeah, he he's was metal now. He is metal now. He was more I think he was more metal back then with the, <laughs> the long hair. He had like I think he had the, the jean jacket on, yeah. possibly with some kind of patch on the back. Absolutely, you had to. You had to get that patch at seaside and you had to have your mom sew it on. Yeah. There's nothing more metal than your mom sewing a patch on the back of your jacket. No, absolutely not. We or, all have those embarrassing photographs. <laughs> we sure do. Yeah, or paying the dry cleaner down the street <laughs> to do it for you. Yeah. So so welcome to the uh, to Thank the you. Initial- well, I, I initially was very excited to be here, but now I hear it's just a test run. So I guess. No, we're posting yeah. this. Though. I mean, this <laughs> it's is being a- posted. It's just I don't want anyone else I'm to judge teasing. the sound. This is a yeah, full-on episode. Now. And Mike's but, not here, great. so it's, well, not, it's not – 
It's not fair to not have Mike here. That's right. Yeah, we got plans. But anyone listening to this, we want you in here. We want you to come down. If you're coming out in the store to to visit, this should be your next destination. It's like, I'm going to go to the store. Come down and podcast about your visit at the store with the guys who work at the store on the TV show that you saw the store at. So as part of the Mecca, it's go to the quick stop. Yes. Go to the stash. Come here. Yes. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's a beautiful neighborhood. There's lots of restaurants and it's a great it's a great spot to be doing this. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, as me and Mike say, uh, you know, as as fanboys, everyone's got a voice. Why not use that voice and record it and let everyone else hear it? You know, that's that's what we do. What's the worst week. that can happen, right? Uh, well, no one listens. I guess that's the worst I get. Well, but you would listen, even uh, even if you're paying to hear your oh, you and your friends right. talk. I say that's worth it. Might as well. I, I, I'll do it. I do it all the time. I think I'm the only one out of all. All like five of us that podcast that go back goes back and listens to what they just yeah. recorded. Yeah. I'm vain though. I just <laughs> I like to hear the sound of my own voice. Obviously, well, I have to say, putting on my film commission hat just for a second, absolutely, uh, and hearing what you're doing here. Uh, we've gotten calls a couple of times at our offices about podcasts, yeah. and I feel like it's a void. There's not a whole lot of direction in which we can point people in, right? Um, so, uh, I think one of the things I'd like to do when I get back to the office is talk to you about just listing you on our production services director. Oh, absolutely. As a, as a oh, we already got some advertising. We, got, we already got some because, stuff. Because, uh, yeah, otherwise, how will the creatives out there that are just getting started know how to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a film, what what's your next step? You need a podcast about the film, how you made it, uh, what the film's about, where which festivals you're going to. Mm-hmm. It's easy way to plug your film right. and have fun doing it. Right. Get your cast in there, get your crew in there. Tell tell get dish dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Anecdotes. Everybody yeah, loves but, anecdotes. But as we did with uh, the accelerators, your your the the blue juice comic, uh, you, know, you inspire other people to create films, create comics, yeah. create whatever. Right. Uh, warts and all, we went through the accelerators for, you know, I guess it was like ten weeks we went through the creation of that. Back, I think it was uh, I Saw Comics issue number 40 and yeah. beyond. Yeah. And uh, and we got a lot of great response from that. And it was just about getting it out there and getting out to the world and letting the world see what, what you do in order to make a creative endeavor. Yeah. My favorite part is uh, when people come up to you and say, I heard you on I Saw Comics. Give, yeah. uh, how, get, take my money. <laughs> yeah. That does happen. Especially yeah. in New York Comic Con. People come up and say that they've heard us on I Saw Comics and followed our journey and then they... Plop down 15 bucks for a book. Right. And yeah. hopefully they keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And as your friend, seeing you start this from the beginning and seeing that reaction to uh, at New York Comic Con, yeah. people coming up to you having full knowledge of the book yeah. and, and educate, you know, they, they know the world and they know right. you as the creator. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. It's got to be a great feeling. So you're yeah, and it's usually like you're not as fat in person as I thought you would be. That's usually what it. That's <laughs> usually what I hear. Thanks did to you, Brian Johnson. Did you get that? Oh, yeah, Brian Johnson. We had this whole thing a couple of years ago where Brian wanted to lose weight and I wanted to lose weight. So we kind of had a little bet going or who would lose the most weight. And it took Brian two years right. to actually take it seriously. Sure. And I took it seriously right away because yeah. I thought he was serious. Yeah. Little did I know Brian Johnson's never serious. Never. And uh, yeah, so he, Fat Tom Mum is a, is a running Tell Him Steve Dave. Right. Chubby. No longer Fat Tom Mum. No. No, not anymore. No, just Chubby Tom Mum at this point. <laughs> Pleasantly. Thank you. Pleasantly chubby? Right. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Your proportions, you're in well, good proportions. Yeah, I was on Tell Him Steve Dave a couple weeks ago for the first time. Yeah, look for the episode. It's called uh, Granny Comfort. Granny Comfort. Okay. Yeah. Nerve-wracking. Really? Those guys, man. Like, it's it's scary to be 
in the middle of that triangle. Were they hammering you like they hammer me? They were hammering me, but not like they hammer you. Okay. No one hammers them. No. no one hammers anyone like they hammer I'm, you. I'm a freaking tenpenny nail exactly, at that point, man. Exactly. But just they, – they're so good together. They're so oh, yeah. tight. Yeah. And they're so good, just the three of them, that to even get in the middle of that is 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 really scary, you know? Um so I was nervous as hell, which is yeah. weird because I don't well, normally get nervous. How does that? You had a choice that they call you down and be like, "Hey, you want to be on? I guess to defend yourself <laughs> against no, something." No, actually, fuck you, Ming. You're part of the reason why. Oh, this it's my happened. fault. How did this happen? Because um, <laughs> Brian wanted to record some ads for Tell Him Steve right. Dave while we were shooting Comic yes. Book Man, and he wanted me to record with him for some of the ads, like Blue Apron or whatever. Yeah, yeah Nature they Box, were, Nature whatever Box, whatever they were oh, doing. Yeah. And uh, and I I had to say no because if I'm on the clock for Comic Book Man, I'm not allowed to podcast. Yeah, they like drop can, the hammer, yeah. Yeah, I can do it after hours. Yep. I can do it on my own time, but not when we're shooting. Yeah. And Brian didn't know this, even though I've told him this 15 times. Sure. So he sets up the mic, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're recording? He goes, yeah, you and I are recording. I was like, I can't. I can't. I'm not allowed <laughs> to. And so they went on, and Ming helped. Yes. Ming and Brian went on and recorded a 10-minute ad on Tell Him Steve Dave, yes. bashing me and Blue Juice Comics right. about how I refused to be on Tell Him Steve yeah. Dave. Yeah, he was like, but yeah, he, re- he like flat out refused, we claimed. Right. To and be for on two there. weeks, we lost uh, we lost <laughs> likes on our Facebook page. We were getting one out of five. So, like, Brian rallied the ant There was army. a real world effect. There was, it was a real, yeah. ripple. it was a <laughs> yeah. butterfly effect. He told their fans to, uh, like, give them one star reviews on, on their Facebook page and to, like, if they liked the Blue Juice uh, comms, uh, comics page, to, unli- to then yeah. unlike it. Yeah, and well, as the ants do, they did because I know because I'm one of them. Yeah, they. Well, I wasn't one of the ones that gave myself a one, you know, one star review. But <laughs> yeah. I, You're even successful. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I almost said I'm like, yeah, fuck Tom. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> fuck Blue Juice Comics. Wait, that's me. <laughs> right. So I. So Johnson gave me an opportunity to come on and atone for my sins. Right. So it was supposed to be a five minute ad turned okay. into about an hour long of co- of course. grilling from of course. you know Q and and Walt and Johnson as they do. But well, it was a also, lot of fun. You also told some uh, upcoming projects. You were talking about some of your new. Yeah, news, we news, it was great because we were able to announce the book that we have coming out. What with do you Walt. got? The we're doing a book with Walt that's been kind of two years in the making. Um, it's called Knights of the Fifth Dimension. I realize on Tell Him Steve Dave, I forgot to actually say the name. Oh, well, here you go. Here's it's, your opportunity yeah, to, to again, atone for your sins. First time on the airwaves. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Knights of the Fifth Dimension. Knights of the Fifth Dimension. And it's kind of like Walt Flanagan's homage to Bronze Age comics. So it's everything that he loves Yeah. put into a four-issue arc. Uh, issue one will be available if I can get the files in in time uh, at New York Comic Con this year. Wow. Right. October Who's 5th. the creative team? You, uh, Walt Flanagan? It's it's just kind of a story by Walt. It's, and he it's wrote it? Uh, it's a story by okay. Walt. And then Casey Van Heel out of Brooklyn is the writer. Okay. Walt had uh, seen a book that Casey did called Palooka and he really liked it. Yes. So he asked Casey to write Knights of the Fifth Dimension. Um, and then uh, Wayne Jansen, who did Cryptozoic. Yeah, Man, great colors. Doing, doing the colors. Uh, Maxime Conrady is doing the uh, the inks, and then I'm the editor. Well, wow, full color. Oh well, uh, yeah, full with color. Wayne oh, yeah, full wow. color. And it's kind of a it's kind of a comic within a comic. So it's half uh, Kirby esque uh, four color. Yes. And then it's half modern day painterly style, which Wayne is great at both. He Wayne's, paints too. Well, you know, Wayne does that kind of cryptozoic man painterly style. Yeah, it looks great. That it's, looks fantastic. Yeah. And then he also does the four color side with. Oh the, right, with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. Which looks great because half the book takes place in the fifth dimension, which is a comic book world, and the other half takes place in the real world. 
Wow. Um, four issue arc, and then it'll be a trade. Uh, so issue one will come out as a special preview at New York Comic Con, and then four issues next year. Yeah. Did you know this? Uh, at one point, maybe <laughs> five, maybe, maybe it had to be more, maybe six, seven years ago, Walt went to the local community college and he signed up for a Photoshop course. Really? Because he wanted to learn how to color. Yeah. To be a colorist. Right. So he was in there with like a bunch of kids. You know, there were a bunch of college kids. They and thought he was the professor, like when he yeah. was sitting there. Yeah, like, so he, he paid tuition. I think he had to buy books and yeah. like all this shit. I think it was a once a week class or something for like four hours. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he he stuck with it for like maybe five or six weeks. And he asked me for advice and shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, ultimately, he was like, I don't want to do this. How did he learn huh. I, um, Photoshop on his flip phone? I, <laughs> I think he could do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was written. I'm like, what? You're taking a Photoshop class? And this is a guy who he was like, how do you do this? And I would like, you know, drag here, click mm-hmm. here. And he's like, what do you mean drag? I'm like, you know, like hold down your mouse. Like I would – there was one time I just physically had to show – like I put my hand put over hand. his – Wow. I like, did. Like ghost? Like yes. Patrick Swayze yeah. and Debbie Moore and ghost? Yeah, I put it and I put That's it down. Creepy. I dragged his fingers over and like dropped a file into the trash can or some yeah. shit like that. And I was like, oh my god, this guy's going to learn like – Hardcore like Photoshop, but That's adorable. Well, Getham's actually uh, credited on the book because he's been helping out with a lot of the Photoshop. Oh stuff shit, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. So Getham's involved too. Yeah, and oh, sorry, um, get him, get him. Yeah, and prior to Walt taking Photoshop, he came to me. He's like, "Hey, do you think you could do colors?" I'm like, "No." Yeah, I was like, "I don't know. I don't know anything about doing colors, but I, I'm sure if I took a couple classes, right." I could, but I think he wanted someone like right away. Yeah, save that for the pros, man. I mean, that's like <sighs> that's yeah. It's such an art form. It's such oh, a yeah. skill set to be able to color any book. Like you were doing a book uh, that we talked about mm-hmm. for a while, and you were looking for a colorist. And that's one of the hard. I think coloring is so. That's difficult. right. Yeah, actually, I was doing a. All right, I've been. I wrote a children's book that's an anti-bullying tale. That's a little bit between like a Dr. Seuss and a Tim Burton kind of story. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I, I showed it to Tom in its sketch form, and I was. Really, because I I had drawn a little bit. Actually, when I did the Drew documentary, yes. that's when I got more reintroduced and interested again into drawing. Yeah, and that's just inspiring. I mean, it was inspiring to, to see him do his work and, and his process. So uh, yeah, Just as a human being, it's inspiring to watch him oh, yeah. and be around him. Oh, so good. So good. And, uh, and so I wound up meeting with a colorist mm. in Manhattan, and we sat down, and he said to me, he's like, well, why don't you just – Color a couple of pages because I was working on a Cintiq, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a yeah, so panel. A a and he's like, just show me what you want and, da, 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 and I'll take a look at it. And, right. and so I started to do one page and I did another and I did another and I wound up coloring the whole thing. Really? So, uh, wow. yeah. Actually, I haven't Like flats or like uh, were, you do, were, were you able to get shading? Were you able to get anything else? Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I did coloring. I, I just – I did backgrounds. It, it's, it's more – it's cartoony. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it has more – I don't think it's a, a, an uber-realistic look to it necessarily. But, right. you know, I went for, a, you know, kind of a certain – I think Dr. Seuss or, you know, yeah. The Giving Tree, like that color scheme, right. you know, was what I was sort of looking right. for. Yeah, I like this. This is, uh, you know, solid colors, but it's got some shading in it as well. Yeah, um, I know you can't see this. Maybe, I'll, up, maybe huh? I'll post it, but but um, but but long story short, definitely coloring, definitely another art form on another level. Yeah. Art form on another level. But I'll say that you know, to those out there who have you know some ability, it it's achievable. You know, yeah. I mean, you can go out and you can you know, I didn't, I did not want to do it. I refused. Yeah. I was saying I have to get someone else, and I sat down. And, uh, you know, it, it took a little bit of time, but all of a sudden I realized it's something you can at least take a stab at. Yeah. Even if you get ultimately someone else to color it. Right. 
And uh, Drew, the, the man behind the poster, we're talking about Drew Struzan, who did, you know, multiple, like, all the great posters. Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Um, Goonies. Goonies. Back sure. to the Future. Back to the Future. Like, I mean, pretty, pretty much. The John uh, Carpenter of, movies. And, and he Muppets. also, you know, this is aside from the movie, the documentary that we created about him. But he has a documentary that, that shows step-by-step step him creating the Hellboy. Yes, movie poster art yeah and if you have a chance to sit down and watch that even if you're not really an artist or you know wanting to get every fine detail right it is just, just it's kind of an experience to see him and to see that piece come together yeah and it's it's almost unreal yeah. watching him work it's like yeah. you know from a blank canvas to like the finished product it's like hot like where did this like you're an alien right because right <laughs> people can't do stuff like and you this. look at it and you say oh those are just lines they're just small lines and and, and you pull back and all of a sudden it's this brilliant detail you know it's he is really a talent. He just starts putting stuff on the canvas, and you're like, I just don't know where he's going with this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a couple swatches, and it turns into a face. Yeah. It turns into Harrison Ford. Right. You or know, like Stan Lee on the Morris poster. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. So great. He's so fantastic. How is he doing? Uh, he's doing well. Actually, he has, um, which is very uncharacteristic of Drew, mm-hmm. he has kind of uh, been enthusiastic about the Comic-Con circuit. Yes. I don't know. Did you meet him over I, in Silicon Valley? I did. Uh, he really? did a uh, con called the Silicon Valley Comic-Con. Uh, took place in April in San Jose. And I saw him in the green room. And, and I was like, oh, holy shit. That's Drew Struzan. So I went up to him. I think his wife was with him. And I was like, hey, my name is Ming. Uh, you know, I, work with, uh, I work with Chuck and uh, Eric. And um, you know, we, we actually did a podcast together about Drew the Man Me on the Poster. Couldn't have been nicer. He, he lit up. He was, re- you know, he's real. He uh, he loves you guys, and um, he remembered the podcast. And uh, yeah, we had a nice five ten minute conversation. Great. Yeah, I actually had kind of prepped him that you might be. Stopping oh, cool. By okay, because yeah. because he knew you were going to be out there, and he was. Uh, he said, "Sure, have him stop by." Because I think at that point we were thinking maybe even a podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, allowed. yeah. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he has. He he did that one. He was in Texas. Wow. I forget. Uh, like got the on other, a plane and went to Texas. Yes. Wow. And then he was over in Boston. Wow. Comic Con, which just happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's and cool. They give him a big table. He sells like sells his sells his prints. Like now he sells them, but sells out. Yeah. Right. And, um. And yeah, it's pretty cool. So you were saying he's not. This is uncharacteristic, though. He doesn't really leave. Well. I wouldn't say he doesn't leave. He, I know he doesn't like to fly. Okay. Uh, but his personality type, even when we were doing the film and we were promoting the film at Comic-Con San Diego, yeah. which is a, just a car ride from his home, uh, he didn't. He, it's just not something that he feels super comfortable yeah. with. He's, just, he's so humble. He just doesn't uh, understand okay. why anybody even cares right. to, uh, about what he did, meaning you know, it was, just, it was a job that he did yeah. and he doesn't understand why people hold him in such high regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And, and, you know, for him, you know, he's a guy, he's an artist. He likes to be in a studio. Right. He likes to create. He doesn't necessarily like 50 people huddled around him. Right. Telling and, him how great he is. Right. <laughs> he's, not, he's not comfortable. He, you know, so, well, he had that. He had, yeah. I, I remember I walked by his booth one time and he had a big, long line. Yeah. I also feel down. like he's the kind of guy who should – take advantage is probably the right word. But he's he should uh, – he embrace, should utilize and yeah. embrace this kind of con culture that exists now. Oh, because yeah. he deserves it. He paid yeah. his dues. Mm-hmm. He did all these great things. He's no different than you know a John Cusack or sure. somebody else who's who's uh, doing all the con- Jason right. David Frank yeah. who's doing the concert. Like Drew had his hands in a lot of the the major moments in our childhood and yeah. our life and in these fantastic movies. Yeah, you know we would. Would we have gone to see Raiders of the Lost Ark? Would we have gone to see Star Wars? Probably, but we we equate those with his art. 
yeah, I mean, yeah. you, yeah, you see that poster, like you knew it's it's instantly recognizable. Yeah. Like no one else does it like that. Yeah. So he deserves to, you know, I don't know if he's signing autographs for twenty dollars a piece or forty dollars a piece. No, I don't think that. I don't. I don't believe he was charging. He was selling the prints, but I think he was selling. Yeah. He was signing them for free. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, that's wow. That's that's yeah. that's awesome. It is good to see him out there, and I I think he's enjoying it. Which is something that, like I said, like in the past, I don't think he enjoyed as much. Now he's getting it. He's Good. kind of clicked into it. Yeah. Is the uh, documentary still on Netflix? Still on Netflix. Okay, it's cool. Been, so, you, yeah, go check it out. It's been on, on the Sundance sure. channel. It's on Amazon. So it's definitely out there and it's fun. We get a lot of great feedback. Surprisingly, so many people have seen it and they just, you know, they say that they really enjoyed it. Yeah, you guys did a great job. What are you working on now? Uh, right now, well, I've been doing a little bit of writing. This Got this little children's book. I've taken a... Another screenplay that I've written um, about an, a, a foot race on the Appalachian Trail. I've taken that and I've turned that into a novel. So that's kind of I, the, wow. Yeah. I um I I have a friend who hiked the whole Appalachian Trail. It's something that I would love to do someday. But I mean, we're talking about four month commitment. Um, was it like twenty five hundred mile trek? Yes, a little, little less than that, but it's a lot of time, and you know you have to get yourself ready to yeah, go. Preparation. For it. It's a physically enduring. It's literally. She started in Georgia and went all the way up to I think Maine is where it ends without stopping. Without stopping. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah she did it all in one shot. Oof. And um, actually, when she came through New Jersey, I actually uh, joined up with her for one day and I hiked with her for about oh, four hours. You did a leg of it, huh? It's very small leg, and you know she she didn't let up. She's like, I'm going. You got to keep up. I'm like, all right, and and it, it was. You think I thought Appalachian Trail was like you know nice manicured like trail like no there are boulders and shit like we had to walk over, and um, yeah I'm, I'm like you do this you do this every day for four months she's like yeah I'm like it's you're literally on the trail by by yourself or you meet up with people and make friends and you can hike together you can go with a group, but you know when you're when you're ready to sleep you pull off set up your set up camp, mm-hmm. wake up go again and you hike uh, you know people average right fifteen to twenty miles a day something like that right right and um, it is it's it's pretty cool, and you're out there. You're out there by yourself, so for the most part, you know there's no, uh, you know, you need food. You got to pack it. Um, you know, you need water. You got to pack it. You got to prepare for that. It, uh, it, but it's not something that anyone can just go and do. It's a public trail. Yeah, and you um, don't have to pay a nickel to do it. You know, if you could just organize yourself, and sometimes people get people. Maybe you brought her food or water when you went to visit, or. Sometimes uh, hikers will set up little points where they drop off points where yeah, they, like they send themselves they care restock. packages, yeah. right, right, to get you know more supplies. But uh, yeah, but your it's a screenplay. It, it was a screenplay that I wrote. Okay, and, uh, a long time ago, right? Uh, like long, that was. I yeah, feel like this I goes read back that. about ten years. Yeah. yeah, but you're talking about an all-out race, which is awesome. I don't have they. I don't have they. Have they, have they ever done that? Like no, there's race? there's never there has been races. There have been races on the trail, okay. but not a race of the entire trail. That's crazy. And so. This story uh, pits uh, two uh, athletes against each other. One is kind of a more of the hiker mentality, right. the nature loving kind of guy, yeah. and the other is a, kind of a commercial runner who just he's like got the name brands all over his right. spandex. Oh, it's like everything. Twister, like he's not doing it for the science. <laughs> to understand it's simple, yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, and so there's a there's a prize and uh, you know a, a million dollar prize for the winner and there's you know this and it's going through all the terrains that you talked yeah. about, you know, the Rock Sylvania yes. section where you just your knees will explode because there's so many boulders underneath right. your feet and, that you can't even get yeah. you know solid footing and 
Uh, yeah, I, I got a taste, but I literally went with her for four hours, and then I came back to where my car was. So it was like maybe you know maybe right. like a six eight hour day, but to do that every day for you really going every day for like four months or whatever. I've hiked sections, and I, I had a co rider who was uh who he through hiked. You yeah, know, he went from end to end. And oh, uh, that's what it's called the through hike. Yeah, through well, hike this group. one's called the Great. I, I retitled it the Great Appalachian Trail Race. Okay, but. Uh, it's something I want to do too. It's, yeah. it, it's but it's it is. You but really I, have to focus. I never on thought it. about like maybe, writing a maybe, movie. Maybe there. we can do this. Maybe we can figure this out. Tom, are you going to come? Oh yeah. Wait to do to do the walk to or hike, to do the film? hike the trail. I'll, I'll do the film. Well, <laughs> the word is you want to shed a few pounds. So maybe this. Sure, <laughs> sure. I, I've I've been on. I was on dual survival for a year and a half. We did our share of hiking. A year and a half. A year and a half. I was on that show. solid. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. two, three weeks here. You know, sure. two, three weeks off. But we did. You know, we did Peru. We did. We did plenty of hiking. Yeah, and you were in some pretty remote yeah. areas. With, Seventeen, eighteen thousand feet with no like Starbucks and right. and shit like that. Like, do you, you have shit in a hole? Do you have shit in a um, hole? Um, I have shit in a hole. Okay. Definitely. There's definitely. That's a rumor. Nobody shits no, in a hole, right? No, you definitely shit in a hole. <laughs> you you got to dig the hole. Shit, and, you shit and then in a cover hole. it. Or yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took. A, I actually took a shit on Exile Island on Survivor. Oh, you were on Exile Island. Survivor. I, well, yeah. my, my wife loves it. Yeah, so I know where Exile Island when is. When I did Survivor, I <laughs> was. Uh, I'm gonna tell her that I was on the Exile Island yeah. crew, and it was uh, season 13, so it was Cook Islands. It was literally just a sandbar with yeah. a little boat that was wrecked there, and um, they gave us. Uh, this is a long story, so I'll try and keep it short. Okay. They, it's a good story. You know, they give us they, they bring us lunch every day for the crew. We're right. not allowed to eat it in front of the contestants, so we usually go over to this other island right. to eat it. And uh, the camera operator I was with this guy named Mac McAleen, and he's kind of a jokester. So we have to recycle everything. So if they bring us a box lunch, we have to eat it and then put the box back on the boat, and the box gets taken back yeah. to uh, um, base camp in order to be separated for recycling. Right. So he he's a kind of a practical joker. So he would kind we'd find things on the island and he would put it in the box and send it back. So like one day it'd be like a pair of flip flops. Right. Next day uh, it'd be like a pair of panties. Next day it would be <laughs> you know something else he found. Or one day he just took uh, like twenty hermit crabs and put it in the box and sent it back oh, to base yeah. camp that they had to go they through. Just sort through it. Right. So you know he was always playing jokes on them. And one day they gave us like this chicken salad. Uh, it was chicken salad basically, yeah. and we were eating it. And uh, and I'm convinced that they purposely gave us food poisoning because oh. <laughs> because Mac was playing jokes on him. I I, I can't prove that. Right. That's Everyone the joke got we food poisoning. It's a bad joke. The, th- <laughs> the four of us on the island got food poisoning on Exile Island. So I ate the chicken salad. Like and <laughs> you know yeah, yeah I ate salad, it. Man. I ate it, and all of a sudden I, you, like, you're gonna eat that. Almost, Give me more. Almost immediately, I was feeling it. Like, oh man. Yeah. My stomach. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Survivor's like a it's a cush gig in a way where you go back to base camp every night you're yeah. not dealing with what the contestants are dealing with but right. it's still the elements you know you're still out in the middle of nowhere and out in some foreign country and i felt it right away so i ran out of i ran out into the middle of exile island i took a big shell and i dug a hole in the sand right. this is during the work day this is during the work day they were doing a challenge so we were maybe like two hours before a contestant would show up on exile island. okay 
So they're setting no, up. So the we're challenge. hearing on the radio like the yeah. challenge is happening, okay. and you're going to get a contestant in about two hours. So we ate our lunch, and then all of a sudden I felt it right away, <laughs> and I ran over and I just dug a hole in the sand with a shell, yeah. and just squatted over and just exploded, <laughs> like just <laughs> fully exploded. And you know, I don't know if anybody remembers that XL, but there was really no trees. For the listeners, just- Tom's hands are going out and fanning in all directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's giving yeah. us a full description. <laughs> the full he exploded. The- man. It was not full shitstorm. It was not. <laughs> and um, there were no trees, so it was like bushes about, you know, like waist height. Right. So I'm ducked down behind a bush, and of course, Mac, being a jokester, is literally throwing hermit crabs at me. As while I'm you're taking, taking a shit, shit? while I'm uh. taking a shit, he's like 20 feet away throwing oh, hermit crabs. Right. The hermit jerk, crabs man. are flying over. No, yeah. it was funny. He's a funny guy. And I'm like, you, you know, waving my fist at right. him. I'm like, but you son of a bitch. You're in the most the vulnerable shit. of positions. Oh, Absolutely. This is not like, a pleasant moment. No, not it? at all. This is nature, too. It's not like I'm sitting on a toilet doing this. Right. I'm like, I'm not sitting. I'm squatting and explosion. Oh. And he's throwing hermit crabs at me. And I'm just poking my head up over the, the bush going like, you son of a bitch. Um, and then, uh, you know. Did you uh, use the was, three shells to wipe your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are the three shells for? I can yeah, never figure out. De- demolition man. Everybody. Demolition man. <laughs> what are they for? Um, so, you know, luckily we had toilet paper on the island. So I did that. I buried it. And I, I scooped it all back onto the sand. As You know, I, I covered it all up. And I stuck the shell kind of sticking upright so I knew where it was. Yeah, like X know? marks a spot exactly, or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so long story short, the contestant shows up about two hours later. Yeah. Of course, when they're in exile, they're looking for a clue to the hit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. Did he – did he – No, they did oh, not God. find my shit shell. Oh. But I was afraid for two hours as he's wandering around the island trying to find the clue yeah. to the yeah. hidden oh, He's going to see the shell sticking up and oh. go, I bet it's there and yeah. dig it up. So he was like, oh, this isn't, a, this isn't an idol. Yeah. This yeah. Is- What's the shell near the collection of hermit crabs? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So the good news is, is that – Can I get voted off now? Like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. This is messed up, man. The good news is, is that um, – I was the only one who got food poisoning right then and there. Yeah. The rest of the crew, including Mac, who deserved it, yep. didn't get it until we got back to base camp. Yeah. And he was laid out for like two days. He got oh serious God. food poisoning because he didn't shit it out yeah, right away. Yeah, you like ejected I did. it right I, away. Yes, I ejected whatever it was right wow. away. Wow. Uh, and the rest of the crew was laid up for like two days. Wow. So I got a couple of days of pay because nobody else could work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's my shitting on Exile Island story. Wow. And what, what island was this? Where, uh, what this region? Is, um, this was the Cook Islands. So like by Fiji, like two hours away from Fiji. Yeah. Uh, season thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. So this is uh, this uh, Tom Dasan on Comic Book Man. This is pretty cush compared to all that. Like running. Oh my god! And... I sit at a poker table all day and yeah. listen to you guys banter. Yeah. It's the best Talk gig ever. ever. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then as soon as the cameras cut, the bathrooms right down the hall on the left. <laughs> well, it's the surf taco bathroom, but it's still, <laughs> you know, it's it's almost as bad as shitting on Exile Island. Yeah, it's uh, pretty if bad. You go to the surf taco bathroom. Yeah, don't shit in the surf taco bathroom. <laughs> you can help it. I, I, I do every day. Uh, still? Yeah. Oh man, we we have nice bathrooms in the in our production office. Yeah, but there's not there's only like two of them, and there there's are only like two. fifty people. It's, right, you always feel like as soon as you sit down, someone's knocking on the door. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you did that to me the other day. Did I? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, I, I think we were playing poker, poker and I had to take a shit. And um, you're like, hey, hey, hurry, hurry the fuck up! And I'm you know I'm trying to I'm trying to pinch a loaf. And Where shit. are you? Were you taking a shit? Yeah, your shit really doesn't stink. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty good about odors and like uh, the Pope. Did you use the potpourri? I did not because the production office always has a potpourri, which yeah, the, is the amazing stuff that thing. You spray in there and it smells. You, have good. you heard of this, Chuck? No. You spray Some, it on top of the water before you 
take a shit. Yeah. And then the, the it goes into the water and like and then it the- vacuum seals the top of it yeah. where the smell doesn't come out. Wow. And then when you flush it all goes down. It really is great invention. Like, yeah. that guy it's should called it's life changing. Potpourri. Or poopery. 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 Yeah, the man who invented that should or woman should they they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize or some shit I think like that. Did you carry tank. this with you a lot? No, this is in the production office. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, have it in the right. production office. Wow. I think it was a Shark Tank thing. Really? Like they did it well, on Shark Tank. God bless them, man. Yeah, Good idea. It definitely works. Definitely yeah. Works. How did we get on poop? I, survivor. Uh, survivor. Digging a hole. Digging a hole. Oh, yeah. Your, your Appalachian craft. Trail thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Pooping well, I, I, I get every so often I'll get uh, either from a Walking Dead cast member or just somebody else that I meet at cons. Like, oh, man, if Conkman, like, is it hard to shoot? Like, do you, do you go through hard days? I'm like, oh, man. It's rough, man. I, <laughs> this guy's shitting all over the place, like <laughs> shitty bathrooms. And I'm like, I can't, I can't front. I'm like, we shoot in the same place, every, pretty much every, um, like 99 percent every counter. day. It's air conditioned. Mm-hmm. We Kinda. go from, yeah, we go from like 10:30 to six, where the Walking Dead guy is like 16 hours, like outside in like 100 Georgia. degree weather. They're covered in like fake blood and mud, and um, yeah, the sun's beating down on them, and there's like got people in zombie makeup and. They can't move. They're on like hot asphalt, right. like burning their ass up. And I'm like, listen, I can't. I can't say this is hard because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. But even uh, like Brian Quinn from Impractical yeah. Jokers, they shoot in a different location every day. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have to set everything up. Um, it's it's not as – I mean we have it cushed. We really do. We have it so In 24 cushed. plus years in the business, <laughs> this is the best job ever. Yeah. It really is. I mean there's other great life experiences. Sure. But this is a great – job as far as like the crew everyone's a family yeah. the cast everyone's a yeah. family uh most of us have been there since the beginning and uh and and everybody loves each other now there's always dysfunction when you have a family so there's little, little arguments here and there but for the most part everybody loves everybody yeah it's it's fun almost everybody yeah yeah oh well, what are you trying to say well i wanted to delve into uh, oh, i guess I'm, i'll call this the rob bruce minute if uh, we may and <laughs> you can chime in you weren't you know you, you weren't you weren't directly involved but um, oh i wasn't i thought you were going to go into the poker night no i mean if you want to talk about that we can or you could save that but uh well i just wanted to bring this up uh for chuck here who hasn't heard it yeah um, let me hear this we were in seattle this past weekend uh we got our own funko pops man it was oh. insane we got our own funko pop figures do you have any of those here uh, uh, actually, I do have one with me. I can show you right, mine right. in a second. But there, there were only 120 made yeah. of each guy. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't want to spoil it. So, uh, we shot it for an episode of Comic Book Ben, and I had a great time. I mean, we got the you know they rolled out the red carpet for us. We got to see like every aspect of uh, the Funko headquarters. Uh, we were privileged enough to be there for the Funko. They opened their first retail outlet, like Mega Store. Now, did they, did they give you approval, or was it just no, no? Uh, no, no approval. They just did it. They I mean, they had voila. a very short uh, time frame. They did a great job. Sure, they did a great job. And um, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was very privileged. This is something that people camp out for. This is something. Uh, one dude came from the Philippines to attend the store opening. Um, there are uh, they're called Funko Fanatics. There's a whole group out there that just they're on this message board, and you know they they trade pops and they collect pops. We met people with like over four thousand of them. Wow. So it was pretty great. Uh, but because we had to do that, we couldn't go to the convention we usually go to. And I'll give them a plug. Uh, Terrificon oh. at uh, the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Uh, our friend Mitch runs this con that, that I've been to the last five years in a row. So it kind of killed me to miss this year. But I was getting my own pop. So <laughs> I had a valid excuse. Uh, Rob still got to go, though. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, they gave him a table where he can sell his toys and stuff. And I think they list him as like a featured guest. He's been, he's already. It's got to be beautiful up there. I mean, Mohegan Sun is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. The kind of in the casino. So it's cool. Like you have to walk through the gaming things to get to the convention center. And there's mm-hmm. you know, restaurants. Like you never have to leave the center. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I was I was texting Mitch, the guy who runs a con, while I was in Seattle. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Everything, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. How's it going? He relayed to a story to me where uh, Rob Rob was there. Rob was a, a guest, but Rob didn't get to stay at the casino hotel at the Mohegan Sun, which is pretty nice. It's like yeah. a, but that, that room runs like four bills. So uh, They put him at a breakout hotel? They put him at the Holiday Inn like 10 minutes down the street. Uh-huh. And okay. uh, he was not happy about it. I, I, I right. heard um, the story I got was uh, they confronted each other on the con floor as oh, the con was geez. going on in front of the guy who plays Iron Fist. <gasps> they were like going at it. And you and the um, Lord of Flowers. Yes. Or the Lord of Flowers from or the guy, guy from Game of Thrones. But, you know, like in, in front of a real life defender, <laughs> they're arguing. Rob was like, why did you put me in the shitty hotel? Apparently, uh, I, don't you know who I am? I don't think he used those words, but he was like, you know, I'm uh, I have the text. Mitch is like, you know, I'm a uh, I'm a star. Like millions of people watch me. Like, how? why did you put me in the shitty? He was mad about being put in the shitty hotel. He was really upset. Yeah, from what I from from what I heard, he was mad with a capital M A D, and I was making fun about of Rob about this deal. He's like, well, I understand I, that he's mad, but did he really say I'm a star? Uh, the text I got said, yeah, that said I'm a uh, I'm I'm a star. Yes. Now whether that's accurate or not, you know, he's not here to defend himself. I realize, but we we've seen it before, so you know, he'll probably. I know he's gonna listen to this, get mad too. You mean whether yeah, it's accurate? Would, he is I, a star. I would love to get his side. We, I <laughs> well, talked to him. I was like, Rob, why haven't I heard you got put in the shitty hotel? I was like, yeah, like uh, I heard you got mad about. it. I was like, no, I was terse, but I did not get mad. Which we laughed because he's he, yeah, he 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 he's good at flying off the handle. Yeah, but yeah. But I got Mitch's side where they, they eventually made up. Yeah. And Rob got to stay in the nice hotel oh. the Sunday night after the con was so over. So he got, he got his way by squeaky wheel. Well, I mean, the, the last basically. night after the con, yeah, where I guess I guess it probably left early and they still had the room booked. So he gave it to Rob. So oh. yeah. well, let me ask you were other guests staying at the Mohegan the Sun Hotel? The major guests, yeah, like the Iron Fist was pro- was there. The chick played Colleen Wing was probably I there. Um, uh, you know, some of the. Yeah, but were the, were any other guests at the Breakout Hotel? I I heard it was mostly cosplayers, some artists, and the staff. Okay, I heard the staff stayed there. So, so the, yeah, okay. So he wasn't alone. Like they right. didn't just exile him but out it, to the holiday. But it was end. the lesser uh, commodity. Sure, but to be fair, it was paid for. Right? You didn't right. have to pay a right. cent for. Right. You got you got uh, a free room. So well, they I, talked it out and they figured it out. Yeah, so. Apparently, they had lunch the next day and it was all good. I guess until next year when he gets put in the shitty hotel again and, <laughs> and like me and Johnson and and Zapsik are you know like in the Kush like oh, that'd be great. The, the Rain yeah. Man, <laughs> the Rain Man, yeah, the Rain Man suite. You could wave the, from your room on the thirtieth at the Mohegan Sun. Yeah, could spit down on. I the see. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you did, know, did he raid the green room? Apparently there was no green room, what? which I had pushed for last year. Um, uh, I mean, this is also a long story. You, uh, if you want, you can go on YouTube and uh, search. Um, I think it was like Ming Chen Comic Men, uh, um, Terrific Con Green Room. I relayed this whole story where uh, one year uh, I sat down next to Ki Kwan, who played Short Round from Indiana Jones. Ki Kwan got this like spread, like filet mignon and shit. And Mitch made me go and get a slice of pizza. He gave me a coupon for a slice of pizza. A coupon? And a coupon. He, he, he handed me a coupon. There's a voucher. He's like, hey, uh, walk, uh, walk down there, take a left, right, and then another left, and another right, and there's a pizza stand. You can redeem that for a slice of pizza. That's, that's your lunch. And I'm like, okay, I'm not. 
I'm not picky, so I sure. got that. But I got back and I sat next to arguably, uh, you know, my hero. Right. This guy played short round. I grew up watching Indiana Jones, Goonies, guys about my age, and there are no other Asian actors I could yeah. relate to back then. So I'd never met him before. So I'm like, holy shit, like, what's what's going on, man? It's great to meet you. But he had this spread in front of me, in front of him. I had this, like, greasy-ass slice of pizza. <laughs> and he looks over. I was like, where's, where's your lunch? Like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Like, so he, for the other, other upper-tier guests, I guess, he rolled out a whole spread. You know, we were relegated to pizza. So I busted him on it. The next year, we got the spread. We got him on the podcast. On a podcast, publicly. Right, publicly. But next year, he, re- he he made good. The next year, green room, full spread. We ordered off a menu. Okay. Uh, he had a masseuse, like all the shit. It was nice. But had I not said anything, it would have been pizza coupons again. Right, right. Yeah. So I guess since we're, we're, we weren't there and I didn't say anything, I heard there was no, I heard there was no green room. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think to be fair, me. these guys are struggling, right? To put these together, these events are it, not. Um, it, you got a hundred guests. It you got, is, but these days when you put on a con like the green room where you take care of your, you have to take care of the guests. You have to take care of the guests. You have to take care of the guests. Not only is it expected, like if you don't do it, like you're gonna hear about it. And yeah. the, uh, other guests that you hope to book for future cons are gonna hear about it. It's like, oh, those shitty green room. Yeah, because I'm not get, going. The guests I going do, then. They do talk amongst themselves. Oh, yeah. And the green room is important because. The dog and pony show is the guests, yeah. like the special guests. Right. You know, so if they're sitting there for an hour, two hours at a time signing autographs for a line of people, they need a place where they can just relax. Right. 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 People no aren't other gonna people be like out of the public eye. Yeah, like, where people um, aren't gonna be like, What's it like to play Iron Fist? You know, like constantly yeah. they're having to sure, do with it. They need sure. a place to decompress, recharge, and go back. Yeah, I know. You know when we yeah, did. You know you need to go back and be like, man. There's some motherfucker like crying about like getting a shitty hotel room in front of my table. Like what? Where, where did he? You know you need a place to complain about. So like just chill out and yeah. uh, talk much. You know talk privately. Yeah, uh, you know I produced that film a couple of years ago with uh, Adam West. Yes, uh, Sexina. And what, yes. was, what was interesting and God bless his soul. Big, or big, God rest huge, con- huge congoer. Like huge congoer. Pioneered the congoing con- experience right. in the yeah. Right. Um, and my recollection, when we were putting that together, I was dealing a lot with his, his uh, agency and the people that handle him. And they were very specific about how he travels, sure. yeah. about his accommodations, yes. first class, certain beverages. The writer. The writer. It's yeah. A, it's a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We discussed it in, in very in great detail. Right. Obviously, he's very well known. So at that point, you know, he, his, his wishes would basically be oh, yeah. honored. We had to... Extend those things, even sure. though he was filming with us for a short period of time. Yeah. We had to do everything just so to keep everybody happy. Yeah, that's and what he's used we to, to, and to that's what it. he deserves. Yeah, right. You know, and he and once all those things were available, he was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. he was funny. Right. I mean, he, he he would never ask for those things, right. but like he just that's just what he expects. And right. I guess like like you guess you and the other people who go. I, I don't ask for much, but you right. know, I. I uh, you know, I'm hoping for a decent space, and if everyone else can get fillet, like I want the fillet, man. Like, well, like, like, don't like, make me look an asshole in front. I'm of, sorry. Like, I mean, I know the guy. Corn, but, you yeah. know, Mitch is not a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. A no. coupon for a he, slice of pizza yeah. is a little. Yeah, yeah that, that's that, there's a lot of work involved with that on your end. I mean, you know, <laughs> why, why do you have to go? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but if everyone else is getting it, like, come on, man. sure, like, yeah, yeah, just at least have the pizza somewhere so you can go get it yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I. I I hate to. And really you've been in defend. many green rooms because I'll get you in there. I get oh, my I just, I'll get my I, friends in there. I'm I like, usually just walk in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like I usually get a, a friend or two in there while yeah. I'm at a con because I want someone to hang out with while as I'm eating or hanging out. Right. And uh, and you know the other half is like, man, look how great this is. Like, you know, I'm you know I'm I'm like the kid from the sticks. Like, 
in the big city, like, holy shit, like, they have cookies gee, in here. Gee willikers. Yeah, gee whiz. You want to share it with someone. Gee whiz, this right? Coca-Cola cold. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Whereas someone like Adam West, you know, he the reason he has that rider is because he's been screwed over by oh, yeah. people in the past, you know, yeah. where he gets somewhere and they don't have a car for him or they don't have, you yeah. know, they, they don't have food or any of that stuff. So you have to make that specifically known up front, this yeah. is what I want. Yeah. So yeah, or they'll literally try to call you on those. Like, well, you didn't say you needed this. Right. I'm like, well, isn't that's a given that? Well, your experience is ex- is proof of that, right? If you don't ask for it, right. then exactly. you're going to get a, a voucher for your pizza get a coupon. Yeah, and I'm not demanding, but you know, no. we change it. We change the game the next year. Apparently, it's been changed back. I guess. So, well, uh, you got to keep on top. Yeah, of it, yeah. Well, Mitch will be there next year, unless I get my own pop again. <laughs> or so, uh, did you do panel there? What was your uh, role when you were? Uh, last time at, at Mohegan Sun. Oh yeah, uh, you know we have a we have an autograph table. We did a we did a we do a panel every year, which Mitch moderates, and we just sit there and hammer him for an hour. <laughs> it's like it's one of the it's one of the highlights for him and us. You never enough. reveal the coupon story, right? Uh, no, I have well, on a podcast, okay. I did, but never. <laughs> I, I don't think I did it on a panel. So right. it's become a running joke. Right. I'm like, hey, Mitch, uh, you know, did you put me in a decent room? Is like, well, you know, like how many pizza coupons are you gonna give me for that? Like, sure. Or uh, you know, will you like host the party? Is like, yeah, you, you pay hosted me in- the party last year. Yeah, yeah I hosted the the, uh, the Turf Con after party last year. Great party. It was on a on a roof deck of uh, their big huge parking garage. Nice. And uh, there uh, we had like food trucks and and there were gaming tables out there. We had a live band. It was cool. Like they they never done an after party before, so I kind of guided them through it. Did all the did a bunch of the advertising and stuff, and it mm-hmm. turned out really well. Great, great. Yeah, so they did it again. I apparently went really well, but you know not as well with zombies. So hey, yeah, but but uh, I'll I'll be back. I'll that's, be back. Yeah, so there's the cool. there's the Rob Bruce minute. He yeah, the Rob Bruce twenty didn't, minutes didn't get the hotel room we wanted, but you know we all can't get what we want, and uh, well, I, I'm just kind of like like screaming about it. Could work. I don't know if it works in the way. It might work, but it still makes you look like an asshole. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but sometimes if, if you're an asshole and you're in like 300 thread count, you know, is it worth it? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe. That's not the way I feel, but that. But I guess maybe. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're like you're pretty laid back and easy when it comes to this right. stuff. I am. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just don't see. In, in general, ranting and raving never gets me what I want. And I look like an asshole. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and you're not like that anyway. That's not really. I think no, I can't no, do like it with you. You're we'll nice enough that if you just like, hey, can I get this? People yeah. will go they'll out of their way to do they'll it do because it, yeah. they want to get it, and they'll see how ridiculous yeah. something might and, be. Right. And I'll reappreciate. I'll, I'll thank them profusely for it. I'm like, you know, I, I don't mean, know you went out of your way for this. After so s- seven years of this show, we yeah. know that you know Walt likes Nestle Crunch bars. He does. And Walt, he doesn't ask for much. But no, a little Coca Cola, a little tiny, tiny Coke, some Nestle Crunch bars, and that's that's about it. Not unreasonable. Kevin has his you know things that he likes. Yeah, Johnson wants Snapple, right? And and breakfast delivered to him on time with salsa, with salsa. Yeah, which he and not ketchup, but salsa. Yeah, actual like good salsa. Brian's mm-hmm. a little bit of a diva, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Hmm. But he, he's a guy I look, uh, maybe not exactly look up to, but I see like when usually whenever he asks for something, they'll they'll hop they'll hop to. Yeah, hmm. okay, they'll hop to. So yeah, I'm not. I'm. I just. I, I just, this whole thing is still so. If, even after seven years, even yeah. after twenty years working with Kevin, this whole. So absurd to me, you know, like asking people for shit or or, or well, that's people like, running. Walt would it's never, tough. Walt would never ask for a Nestle no. Crunch bar or Reese's yeah. peanut butter cup, right? But just knowing that he likes that, yeah, the get it for just him. gets it for him, yeah. right, Period. Like Walt would never ask somebody to go get Mr. Pizza slice, yeah. But sometimes production will just get it for him. Yeah, even him. Uh, we uh, like Kevin will have like a movie premiere for Cop Out. It's like. Well, I want you to come. Um, we got you on the list, and even he feels uncomfortable with that. It's like, oh, the list, like that's yeah. And the well, I get he's justified in that because like 
eight times out of ten, when Walt's name is on the list, he'll get up there. He's like, hey, I'm Walt Flanagan. He's like, we don't see you here. <laughs> and he feels like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, no. and you just got pushed for it. It's like, no, no, it's probably on the next page, yeah. which it probably is. But it seems like every time, though, his name is never on the list. Wow. And, and you know, you got to jump through hoops or make a phone call. And, of course, he's he was supposed to be on there. But, um, yeah, even with the, you know, even with the list, though. He never feels comfortable yeah. with that. Where I march up there, it's like, yo, I'm on the list. I'm in. And you just walk straight. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the, I'm right. on the list. I got five people with me or, or whatever. Yeah. You walk so. around like you've been here before. Right. That's yeah. what it is. That's what right. it is. Yeah. We did that at San Diego. <laughs> Chuck and I did that at San Diego. We snuck into a couple parties in San Diego right. a few years yeah. ago when it, we were there. It's it's surprising how if you act like Actually, you hesitated. We we were going yeah, don't into the George Lucas, the Lucasfilm party. Baller party, and, you, and I just walked in. We were wearing suits, and I just walked in, and I kind of right. flashed my driver's license, right, which is right. ridiculous, yeah. to some security guard, and they let me right in. Keep yeah, rolling. You had, I you turned around your, to look, and you hesitated, and you got stopped. That's right. You had the mojo going that night. Yeah, I did. Yeah, there's something with you that right. night. Right. Uh, yeah, and glow. Yeah, any kids out there listening right now to this podcast, just if you want to get into something, if you want to do something, just act like you belong there. That's it. And it almost always works. Almost always, like yeah, Tom. If you just walk in confidently, like you're supposed to be there, it, it usually it usually works. Yeah, the worst thing that can happen is don't get in, and that's don't what would happen anyway. So don't, yeah, right. <laughs> don't right. stutter, don't stammer. Right, just act like you belong there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt to. Ask yeah, there there's these events and parties, and there's so many people working, so many different moving pieces that they can't all coordinate together. Right. And you know, even if you don't belong there, uh, you can talk. You can get your way in. It's true. Yeah, and we except, know except the damn Entertainment Weekly party at, at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, Two high, years in a row. High security. That one. Were you there this year? No, I haven't oh, been there go. since we went in 2013. Right. I haven't been there since then. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Can never get into that fucking Entertainment Weekly party. Is it one like? Day. Is it high end? Um, it's it's stricter. it's the coveted part. Are we talking like Spago at our Wolfgang Pucks after the Oscars level? No, but it's like on the roof of some building. Ah, uh, okay. Pool and it's, so uh, there's a little bottleneck. Like I ended up, we ended, we ended up the year we were there. We ended up in kind of the the loser section, you know, like the not on the list section. Yeah. With Morgan Spurlock. Oh, so it was. Oh, like, geez. Right, right. You know, another. Oscar nominee Morgan exactly. Spurlock. So it's like he he could barely. Get yeah, yeah, he, yeah, He only got in because he was he had a camera problem. Crew. Yeah. He was filming a documentary there. Right. Yeah. The, the Comic Con documentary. Wow. Right. So, yeah. So, one day. One day, one day EWI, I hope to be there with you. <laughs> yes, please. I hope to be there with please. you. Please. <laughs> the name is Mum. M U M M E. Sometimes it just takes a little persistence, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. You just, you never know. You never know. And overall, just not being an asshole. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I had one topic I wanted to talk Uh-oh. to you guys about. Uh, no, just like really off topic, but uh, I don't know if you saw the story about ESPN. Uh, they had a young sportscaster about to call a game in Virginia, uh, mm-hmm. where you know there's that whole Charlottesville thing. Yeah. Uh, young sportscaster's name uh, Robert was Robert Lee, Lee. Yes, which is this. close to Robert E. Lee, which uh, kind of uh, the centerpiece of all the controversy yeah. in Charlottesville. And since he had the same name, this they decided to move him to another game outside of Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, just pure based on name alone, <clears throat> you're like. Well, this might rile somebody up. Yeah, this might trigger somebody. Yeah, we're gonna take you off this game and uh, uh, move you to some shitty game in like Ohio or something. Mm. Which I thought, uh, all right, I, I thought I was reading the an Onion article. Yeah, yeah, and it turned out to be a true story. Real. Right. Um, I found out this. I found, I read that. I think last night. I found out this morning. Robert Lee. It's an Asian dude. <laughs> it's Asian. It's a Chinese dude named yeah. Robert Lee. Right. I'm like, so what's the what's the what's the controversy here? Like, not only visually. 
Uh, does he not invoke memories of Robert E. Lee, the general, yeah. the Confederate general? But um, it's, I mean, he's got the same name. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought I, that was ridiculous. <laughs> this is a. This was a. This was TV because it was ESPN. Yeah, it was TV. radio. No, so it's it was not a like TV. Was like like a college basketball see the game. guy at the beginning. Yeah, like yeah. Hello, I'm Robert Lee. Like you know, like he looks like like he looks like 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 you. me, but younger and right. you know probably taller, but and more handsome. Probably yeah. Uh, well yeah, probably. He's on but TV. I, I, I thought, I'm like, what? What is going on here? I th- yeah, I thought that was thought that was odd. Maybe yeah. Uh, yeah it, you hate to say that. You know, there are just some moments where you feel like it just goes so far. It goes too far. That, I mean, know? that's it extreme, is. man. Like, there is not one person on this earth that would be like, "Oh my god, oh, that's it. We're gonna like start flipping cars again and and like protesting and smashing into people or whatever." Robert but Lee whether said. he was Asian or black or right. white, right. Just to take away that, an, an opportunity from somebody oh, yeah. for something that's like he cannot control this. Right. Yeah, and he worked up to that position. Like, yeah, if he's right, right. Doing he, that game, he. I bet he put in a lot there. of sweat to get right. to that yeah. moment. Right. And he uh, gets bumped because of this. Because of his name, yeah. Because it's right. too close to some dude who lived, like, whatever, 200 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> But the fact that he's Asian was the cherry on the Sunday. I'm sure. like, what the hell? But they've gotten backlash for this, right? Oh, yeah. Plenty of yeah. backlash, okay. yeah. It's just so stupid. What is the backlash? What's uh, That what's is happening? stupid. That's idiotic. Right. That, Poor that, move. That, Poor move. Right. But yeah. I think the hopefully – they're scared. I mean, because this is the kind of shit you they deal are scared. with. Uh, like they're afraid of – of getting judged um, socially, getting judged, you know, the the court of public opinion is going to judge them. Court of public opinion sucks. It's so, it's so absurd, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> I'd like to think that this guy's career is going to benefit from it. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah I think more yeah, than, he, he more than it might have. He, you know, you don't like to see him go through this situation, but the fact that he lived through it yeah. and didn't deserve it. I'd like to see he, he, good he, things yeah. come his he way. He only comes out looking good. Yeah, yes, it's good press. Case. Definitely good press for him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is he suing ESPN or I don't think like no, that? Or is he just, I, I don't think, think, I think he's like – okay. uh, as with most Asians like myself, uh, we, we laugh these things off. Like yeah. we can see past the uh, the absurdity. Well, he didn't get fired. Part. No, no, no. It, was, it wasn't like he was let go. No, he got I, moved to another venue. Him, yeah, and, that might mean. And, 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 you know. from, from where I read, the game it may have been a lesser game, but you know, a game nonetheless that yeah. you had to call. But he shouldn't have come. On. <laughs> yeah. he shouldn't have had to. It was nothing. Yeah. Nothing hit that he did. He just had the unfortunate. I wonder if the you know the I don't want to say bean counters, but the higher ups at ESPN even knew who the guy was. Right. You know, like if they just saw his name, like on whoa, a sheet, and they're yeah. like, whoa, this is a bad <laughs> idea. This, is, this ain't or, gonna work. Or if they've actually seen his body of work and be like, no, he's an Asian guy. Let yeah. him go. Right. You know. Yeah. That's how some of those decisions are made. They're just made in panic. Yeah. Well, dude should have went by his Chinese name like I do. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think everybody right, listening knows now. My my legal given. I mean, you, you don't know this, Chuck. My legal given name is Cliff. It's, oh my it's gosh. So on my driver's license, when I was born, my mom wanted me to sound more American. I was born in. I was born in Ohio. <laughs> you know, Cliff, that great American I, name. <laughs> I don't know where she got the name. I just saw my parents a week and a half ago. I should have. I I've never thought to ask her yeah. where she got. It. I think it may have been the doctor that delivered me. I'm not really sure wow. though. And my yeah. middle name is Ming. Um, and when she enrolled me for school in kindergarten. She had to change her heart, so she flip-flopped them. To me. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Good. No one's ever called me Cliff. She has never called me Cliff, ever. Yeah. Right. Um, the only people who call me Cliff is uh, when they see it on a legal document. Well, it's or, funny because we rarely travel for this show. Yeah. Or like on a plane. Yes. You and I have traveled before on right. a plane for cons and whatnot, yeah. but we ne- very rarely do it for the show. And you know, usually I, I'm in charge of kind of getting all the gear through yep. and everything. And yeah. Everyone's always like Cliff, and I like who the fuck like, are you talking? Who the fuck, fuck is Cliff? Cliff? Like, <laughs> I just don't even think about it. Yeah, 
And so funny because it has the, to be the theme from Cheers out of my. Yeah, no, that's and that's a, when people find out. Yeah, that's a Cheers was big, so I get made fun of. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's I mean, a well known. Sorry to uh, bring that. And back. I'd be like, it's a well known, <laughs> the well known fact that you're an asshole. Like that's how. That would, it's well known that would, fact that you're racist. Yeah, that you're that would be my reply. <laughs> right. Um, but when I meet new people, uh, yeah, they think it's when they find out, like, who the fuck is Cliff? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's me. That's like me. sometimes I forget. Right. Like who the hell is Cliff Chen? So yeah, start signing that on your pop. Cliff Chen. Cliff Chen. I do. It would just look so weird. So, um, yeah. When I autograph shit, I, I sign it Ming, and then I write my Chinese name under yeah. it just to separate it. I get. I of course I get shit for that too. Because it takes you like an hour to sign each one. Yeah. I I, I say it's art, but well, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's Wait, art. It's, Have you ever tried what Chinese writing Chinese characters? No. Oh yeah. No. You're um. You spent a whole. You spent more time in mainland China than I have. I've never been to the mainland. Uh, Are you Chuck, kidding me? Yeah, Chuck, your uh, your wife is uh, of Asian descent, correct? Yes, my and wife you, is Chinese. She's from uh, Taishan. Yeah. So you go there a lot? Not a lot, but we we went 15 years ago when we were dating. Okay. And uh, we just came back from China uh, a couple of weeks ago. We went back with our. Now we have two children, eight years old, nine years old. Yeah. And uh, just went to see the sights, you know. The, the this is your first wall. time back since you had kids and since that 15-year trip. That's right. Okay. That's wow. Right. So, you know, we, you know, I, I love it. So I, went, I love going back to the Great Wall, Terracotta Warriors. Yeah. The, oh, you, you know, so you did. You saw that. You went to Beijing. City, you saw all the cool. Oh, man. The yeah. Summer and, Palace. And took his parents and her parents. Oh, my God. So the whole family. Oh, no, 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 no. We no, didn't her, take my parents. We took uh, her, her parents. Her yeah. parents. And my, my father-in-law is Mr. China. He goes back three, oh, nice. three times okay. a year. So he's got it. it down. He was very helpful. It's like, he, yo, man, that brothel right there, awesome. <laughs> he says that's the best Fucking one. Fucking awesome, yeah. <laughs> that opium den right over there? No, don't go to that what one. The they got so racist. They got, they got bad Yelp reviews. You go are to nothing the- but stereotypes. I would <laughs> yeah. expect this from Tom Mum. Right. <laughs> well, I've never been there, so I can only generalize sure. from what I've seen on, say, like Enter the Dragon. Or, <laughs> like, or Deadwood. Yeah, or, like, Dead, or Deadwood, yeah. yeah you should go. I, well, I, I really know. should. What are you waiting for? What, um, book a con. They, there is, there are two cons. Hong there's Kong. a, there's a Beijing Comic Con. There's uh, Hong Kong. There's one in Shanghai. I'm trying, man. I've yeah. laid the groundwork. The problem is we don't air there. But the moment we do, I mean, oh, I should be China. like, so you are you, there. are yeah. you known in China? I don't believe so. That's I, impossible. Yeah, the, I'm waiting for. So the mark, uh, the way you know that you've made it in Asia, is uh, that they print a story about you every day in the Chinese newspaper. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when uh, Chen Ming Wang, the uh, the guy who used to pitch for the Yankees before he yes, messed up his yes. foot, when he was pitching for the Yankees, there would be an art- some kind of article about him every day in the Chinese newspaper. And uh, yeah, my mom, you know, like, why can't you be more like him? I was like, well, I can't <laughs> throw a baseball ninety miles an hour. I got to really, I can't. My sinker sucks. So right, but that maybe one day though. Even I don't be there every day. Even just once or twice, where my mom can cut it out. Like that's how that's in. Even in their eyes, that's how they're like, oh wow, all right here. I'm You're, surprised uh, it hasn't a, happened already. Comic Book Men doesn't air in China? N- not in Asia so that I know was of. Was it just a joke? Because I, I thought oh, we yeah, always I made talked a, about I how made a joke, you made that yeah. up. You made that I up? made a joke. Uh, when Green Hornet back in the 60s came yeah. out and went to Hong Kong, went to the Asian market, it wasn't cr- called Green Hornet. It was called the Cato Show. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. they sent it around just to him. make him there. Yeah. So the, so the joke was when Comic Book Men airs in, in China, it's going to be called Ming and Friends. Yes. <laughs> Ming Men. Yeah. <laughs> Ming and Friends. Yeah, that was the joke. But I mean, I imagine one day it'll be over there. And I don't, you know, maybe. Well, I'm sure it's bootleg like crazy. I mean, they bootleg everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we went into shops and saw some 
Bootleg. Did, did you see any comic book men bootlegs? I, 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 I saw can't recall. I don't. I don't think so. What um, you did see? They. I mean, it's literally wherever you go, like bootlegs everywhere. There's no copyright laws there. Well, what wh- did you see bo- being bootlegged currently? Did you see anything? What's interesting is when when my wife and I went 15 years ago, we. You know, that was my thing. Sure. We would go to these shops. Yeah. There were DVDs, CDs, everything, and there were pennies. So yeah. I, w- I would be, she'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't stop. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fine. I'd be looking like, through the, the shelves and picking out you, mo- the you, Godfather. You, and you the sent right me, stuff. you sent me Attack of the Clones. Sure. Yeah. Chinese whatever. Oh, know, shit. Yeah. That would have been. Even yeah. movies I had already yeah. just because the Chinese writing oh, yeah. was on the package. Yeah. And, yeah. It looked and then great. they try to uh, replicate the English descriptions, but it's right. uh, English, we call it. So it's well, like, right. like, like T-Fighter. Right. They seem to have this pattern where. Whichever movie you held in your hands, which had awesome packaging, yeah. when you flipped it over and read the description, yeah. it was Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, it's Joe versus it the didn't matter yeah. what movie it yeah. was. It was Joe versus, the, Joe volcano. versus the Volcano. I don't know. That's so know. weird. Someone just left that on the you know the, the clipboard or yeah. something when they were pasting. But uh, what's interesting is now going back this time in every city. It was when Harry met You couldn't find a shop to buy a DVD. <laughs> oh, they cracked you, down? Crackdown? Nobody in China, well, very, very few people in China are interested in buying media. Oh, really? Like, uh, so everything, like physical media? Everything's downloaded. Wow. Everything is. Wow. So I was actually heartbroken because yeah. that was one of the things I was looking forward to was just, oh, I want to go and check yeah, out. Yeah, like this. Guardians so, 2, like a yeah. copy of Dunkirk or something. Anything, you know? Uh, and and oh, so man. actually when we went to Tyson yes. in south of the mainland, which is a small village city where my wife is from um, – we, you know, we walked around a lot and I found this one little shop and we kept going back there yeah. and I'm like, I want to check it out, you know, cause there was just, it was so cool to see these like packages of just anything, movies, right. music. Wow. But it's not a thing back. anymore. It's yeah. sad, right? You know? What was written on the back? Uh, Joel versus Joel versus <laughs> but that, that's the thing about uh, Tom Hanks stars in a laugh a minute. The, the bootlegs are play three roles. <laughs> the Asian bootlegs are a lot of fun though. Uh, when I, I've never been in the main, I went to Taiwan uh, 24 years ago, and uh, uh, they would have these markets that would open up past 10 p.m. like all night. They're called night markets, and um, yeah, they, they that you could go there. Like uh, they had like the most amazing food, um, but uh, stands full of fake Rolexes. Fake Nikes, uh, fake basketball jerseys, and uh, I didn't take a look close look at them. I was like, Whoa, "Wait, are these really fake? Because they make them there, so right. they can't be that. They can't be that fake, right?" So I didn't. I didn't, I didn't buy a. You didn't get uh, anything. Uh, my friend bought a fake Rolex and it broke the next day, and I'm like, "Well, duh! Like right. it's not. You know, it's not. It's not real." There's but, some things you just. It's not going to work. Yeah, you know, a jersey or a shirt or you know some piece of, piece of clothing i think that's that's safe yeah cuz i mean they all they all sew them in the you know the sweatshops are like let's you know no bones about that so right. I, I you know the you know the the tag they would all come with tags too and the tag would have the weird english on it or or a back the back of jovers of the volcano mm-hmm. whatever but um yeah, I mean, the quality wasn't that much off, so I had to think they came out of the same factories and shit. I guess so. You know, I, it's it's funny because my wife, she you know, she bought a bunch of stuff when yeah. we were there, and she bought some kind of backpack or something for, that was sort of stylish. Yeah. Not not a name brand thing. And she went back, and we went we had dinner at our friend's house, and she's uh, ch- another Chinese right friend or woman, and, and you know, so and she's like. She looks at her back. She's like, "So you bought that thing in China, right?" You know, yeah. she's like, "You know, it obviously looked like oh, yeah, to her, yeah, you know, no, a mile away. Yeah, there's, it there's was no not doubt a, a name brand. There's kind no of doubt, thing. but there's everything. They're like, uh, you know, um, 
you know, shoes where watching toys. The toys are the fun ones. Too. Oh yeah, I have to tell you this: when we were going through the train stations and we saw these. You know, I'm a huge Star Wars yep. fan, and these Lego sets that they were selling. Tie fighters, X-wing fighters, and when uh, when you look at the package, looks perfect. It looks like a Lego, yeah, like but- perfect Lego. And then when you look at the the title, it says Star Wart, W A R T. And there's something off-putting about yeah. buying your kid a Star Wart right. toy. Is Bunyan fed in this? And like, you know, like Darth Corn? Like, yeah. And then they had the you know the. The BB-8? Yeah, BB-8. Yeah. BB-8. And they had a little robot toy, and they call him Star Balls. <laughs> Star, Star Balls. Balls. That's what, with, 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 with the S and the T. I, right. you know, I feel like, like that, was a, di- just that was a different movie that I saw when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. the adult I, I, section of video games. Kevin did that in Jack and Mary Make a Porno. <laughs> right, exactly. Was it Star Balls in there? Star, was it Star Balls? It was, yeah. Or Darth uh, Balls. Or, yeah, Star Balls. Yeah, suck small my cockatoo. Kevin might be in trouble. I don't know. There might be – someone already had that. Yeah, Star Horrors. Star wow. balls. Yeah. How long were you there? Uh, about 23 days. Oh, my God. So. That's th- over three weeks? Yeah. Holy crap, man. That's like a dream. That would be a dream trip going around uh, China. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I would love to do it like for a con, though. That would I, be I can't. I, I meaning, I, meaning get somebody to pay you to well, get you out there. Well, yes. in short, yes. Yeah. And and I want the baller like Chinese green room. So Yeah. And right. The, and the star balls. And the star balls. Star balls. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, they take their venom seriously. Like uh, there's um, there's a scene from Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, where yeah. uh, he goes to Asia and they show his f- first movie. And the, he thinks everyone hates it. And he's walking on. They all pick him up on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and that's when he knew he, like, made it. I'm like, yeah. huh, like I could get used to this. Like, <laughs> yeah. It'll happen. We went to the convention center in Hong Kong. Enormous. This. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. This. This facility is is just it's yeah like, i think it's bigger than jacob javits holy you crap know, so. <laughs> Javits right Javits on the water here in new york city uh i thought was pretty big yeah oh my um, god everything in hong kong feels like you're in indoors it's like you know we were we, our hotel the, the the shopping everything you're always trying to find your way to get outside really yeah because it's it, I, I guess the weather is not right. so great so they want to not discourage people from walking around and shopping and everything right. else. So like it's like a network of Indoors. tunnels and really malls. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I want to do, I think in Shanghai, there's a. I was watching a James Bond movie uh, with Daniel Craig. I can't remember which one it was, but he's swimming on a rooftop pool in a hotel in Shanghai. And I'm like, I want to do that. That's the only, th- that's the only that's thing cool. I want to, that's like on the list. It's yeah. the only thing I want to do. Rooftop pool, Shanghai. You have to Google and find out where that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll book yeah. the right hotel. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll you're gonna be at the Holiday Inn. They're like, "Wait, we got no hotel, no no uh, pool on the roof." Yeah, but you were good with like food, food and everything. Are you a picky eater? Uh, no, I'm not. I mean, you know, hey, I live with my Chinese family. Right. Yeah, you when know? You, so yeah. for me, uh, there are no picky eaters in the Chinese. Uh, not really, but I will say that I thought the food was better better in New York City. Like in Chinatown or like in Chinatown? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean the Chinese food. Yeah, Chinese was it like food, the yeah. you weren't talking Panda Express? Like right. no, no, like, no. I mean like the real restaurants okay, in Chinatown, yeah. the dumplings, right? And the, yeah, wow. the noodles. I. Why do you think that is? Just because it's more Americanized here? I, I I don't know if it's just I'm used to it, but yeah. the, the food was a little bit more refined, maybe mm-hmm. in. New York, and maybe it was just the restaurants that we had in right, China. Yeah. Sure, we didn't have. Every, yeah, but obviously. you're there for over three weeks. Yeah, so you yeah. had plenty we of around, options. Yeah. You know, right? There was one restaurant in Hong Kong that was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. we 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 met a friend of the family who who treated us, and it was great food. Like, yeah. but like the rest of it was just like good. You yeah. know, yeah. I yeah. thought I thought it would be different. 
That was a little... Yeah, well, any Asian cons, if you're listening, uh, I would love to come out. Uh, Reed Pop, uh, you got those two cons in China. Um, hey, I'm there. If those are both uh, Reed Pop? Those two they're the two big, two of the bigger ones are uh, Reed Pop shows. Who, uh, Reed Pop runs a bunch of cons here in New York, uh, New York Comic Con. Right. Uh, C2E2. C2E2. What time of year Emerald do they City. have that? I can't remember. I couldn't tell you exactly, mm-hmm. but um, they're yeah, they're out there. So. Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, you know the fan... I mean, the the... Graphic novels are huge out there mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah, you know, I stopped. Is it, is it anime out there, or is that more Japan? Like, the, I, I, I don't. Or is it more I, American? Don't, I don't think they novels. had Japan books when I was where okay. I was looking. You know, but it was more like the local shops. Yeah, they probably had more chi- just regular Chinese artists. And okay, so local, local. I didn't novels. see like DC comics. Didn't I didn't see anything. No, I didn't see anything like that. Yeah. But just more like fantastical characters mm-hmm. that were Chinese. Folklore, folklore. What's things things that were dark looking, you know? But there's a title called "All New Superman" out right now. The super, he's a Chinese Superman. There's like a whole Chinese Justice League. Oh, so that's out in China now. This I have. Well, it's out here. I don't know. They should have it out in China, but sure. Well, he's kind of a jerk actually, too. So he's kind of a dick actually. So I don't know if uh, I don't know. Is that Superman who's a jerk? Yes. Yeah. He's Chinese. He's a Chinese. He's a Chinese Superman. That's strange. He's kind of a he's kind of an arrogant bastard actually. He's a young kid, so he's like 19. So you know my. He's just coming into most, his own. if not all, nineteen-year-old kids are right. assholes. So, yeah, I'm just saying. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well welcome back. Like, Thank you, you. I, I mean, you've seen more of China than I have, and you've, you've, yeah, you've relayed more of China than I have. So <laughs> cool. Well, I, you know, my mother-in-law has a condo out there. If you need a place to stay, really, uh, I'm like, you know, you, uh, Chuck said I could stay. Uh, you, know, I'm, you have to brush up on your Cantonese. I'm uh, Ming Chen, a big American TV star. Uh, <laughs> But great, what channel are you on? Was I could Rob Bruce? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, how dare you put me in the Chinese holiday in? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. At, right. at the con, yeah, if they don't put me in the baller hotel, they put me in the Chinese holiday in. Like, how dare you? Um, I, yeah. I'm a star. It's called Ming and Friends. It's called Ming and Friends. Have you not heard of the show? What are you doing? But you have to speak Cantonese or Mandarin. You can't speak this English okay, that, stuff, you know. Like, your, your name isn't you even You want to be Ming. taken seriously? Yeah. You're okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, they check my license. Like, you're, 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 you're a Chinese <laughs> That is the whitest name in the world. Right. Like, is, is this really? Is this really you? I'm like, oh, man. Like, I, I, my parents cursed me at birth. Thanks. Thanks, Mom. So You got the Asian curse, curse and then yeah. you got the cliff. Curse. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just cursed all around. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm not cursed because we're podcasting in this beautiful space. Yes, this is true. by you two. This is true. And this is the wrap-up, huh? Yeah, well, that's all I got. So yeah. unless you have something you want to bring up, but no, um, I'm good. No, I, so I good. To, uh, I'm sure we'll do this again in the next few weeks. I can't. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, I can't wait. And uh, yeah, well, thank you guys for listening for joining us. Uh, um, you ever put this? Is it going to be a Ming Mike show? Test recording. Test recording, but full episode. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's still sticking with us, sorry for the absence. Uh, a lot of production time, comic men. Uh, we traveled. Uh, Mike Mike's house uh, is being demolished to build yeah. a new one. I'm sure he'll tell us all about he, that. Hurricane Sandy, so he's moving out. Yeah, uh, he had to put down his cat a couple weeks ago. I'm, I'm throwing every excuse out of the book <laughs> of on, why you uh, haven't recorded. I'm worried, Ben. But poker um, nights, poker you know, nights. Uh, yeah, wow, well, tough life, man. Yeah. Tough life. Not not really. Can I share a little story? Absolutely. No, yes. You know, uh, I just uh, a friend uh, that Tom and I share, David Arnold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, he's been nominated for another uh, Emmy for his – he's an aerial cinematographer for The Deadliest Catch. Deadliest Catch. Oh, shit. And he's been doing that for, I think, 13, 13 years. Wow. Yeah. So uh, – and and he's – and obviously- great, great friend. I went to film school with yeah. him. Uh, he was in my wedding party, as was Chuck. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that maybe is how you guys met. 
Sure. Well, I actually met him before then because mm-hmm. I came down to Florida uh, a couple of times and yeah. we hung out and right. you know introduced. But I got to know him then, and then yeah. and then he worked on the Drew documentary. Yeah, he us. worked on the Drew documentary, and so Dave and I, you know, had become friends. And uh, so, just a shout out, congrats to his uh, nomination. Is this his first nomination, or has he had He's multiple? He's had seven nominations and four he has four emmys oh it's he's one he's one all right so and you know he's done football game like monday Super Bowl, night Super Bowl, oh, shit, world okay. series yeah, yeah, yeah. he's done lots like of i've hung out with him on the roof of giant stadium oh, not wow. because i was working with him yeah. just because he was doing it's like hey, night come night on football. out yeah. it's like come yeah. on out like that kind of thing yeah. yeah he's 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 amazing and uh so anyway i i started work like a couple of years ago i started working on a documentary with him yeah uh he lives in a small town called sky forest which is uh about 100 outside miles of outside of LA. It's up in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, w- he bought a house out there and he has a son. And basically there was this intrusion of this strange, creepy business in a hotel that went defunct right near his house. And uh, there were these thugs and people, ha- these hulking guys around. In, the, in the Sky Forest? In the Sky Forest, yeah, which like is like. Crack Dennis-ish? Kind of Crack Dennis, kind of like just. Uh, thuggish guys hanging around what was actually the school bus where, yeah. the kid, where you did drop the kids off right. for school every day. And uh, so I pitched in, as did other guys who know him, you know, to ha- try to help him, like, document this. We filmed this. Oh, sure, this. yeah. Um, there was a – there was a shortly – because this was not allowed and no one ever – it turned out it was a drug rehab facility that wasn't licensed wow so it just, it just cropped up just cro- and and you know so he was kind of on this crusade to figure out why it was there how right. it got there um while we were doing this and i was helping out uh, a woman knocked on his door and said her son was missing mm. and that she was uh his son her son was at the facility and disappeared and no one will help her the police wouldn't help her the facility wouldn't help her and so Dave and company, his neighbors and, you know, the group of us helped uh, form a search party. Yeah. And uh, this is a couple of years ago, went behind the facility and found and by completely, completely by chance, not even expecting to, just trying to help this yeah. woman, found her son, her, his dead body behind oh, the facility. Fuck. Oh. And uh, it really, it just kind of confirmed everybody's fears about something's not right here. Yeah. And uh, the people from the facility helped lead Dave and the group down to where the body yeah. was. So they knew that they there knew was, it was there. something yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. Um, but today, I actually just spoke to Dave. You know, We've been working on this project. He's writing a book yeah, about you, it. you documented it. We've documented that's, it. We've huh. edited a lot of material together. And uh, But one thing that's really been interesting is uh, today – the facility closed down oh, and they nice. left his town and they, they dis- apparently dissolved. Yeah. And I just, uh, just want to give a shout out. I Ooh, mean, right. he has really worked his butt off for this. And I feel like it's one of those stories where like when you see something going wrong yeah. in Do- your town and you see some activity that's just not right. Right. And that he did something about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, instead of being afraid, which is uh, all of our instincts, sometimes, you know, you need to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even like he's been standing up for, this is two, three, four years. This yeah. has been happening yeah, too. Yeah. So it's a long road, but he finally got a little closure there. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, and hopefully with that closure, that'll open the way, open the doors to this story getting out. Because yeah. part of the problem has always been that, well, the, the business is still running. And yeah. Right. So, 
So, uh, and more importantly, you have an ending to the documentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, or at least yeah, we win. Not like, more importantly, but, I was making a joke. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> you yeah. have an ending to the documentary. Right. I'm too serious for Tom. <laughs> Side note: <laughs> We're not very serious. <laughs> no, but that's great. That's a great story. But, yeah. but Dave's a great guy, and we have been working hard on this. And and literally, when I was, you had texted me, and I was down. Yeah. You know, he had told me the news. Right. And wow. I was just amazed by it because it's just for us. We've been like in this thing for yeah, yeah, yeah. in the trenches time. on this thing yeah. for a while now. So and if you guys release anything, yeah, I'd love to see it, read it. Whatever, um, mm-hmm. and get everyone out and make everyone else aware of it. Sure, yeah, cool. absolutely. You know, he's got his book coming out. And we have uh, a lot of footage, so we'll, yeah, we'll, you guys, uh, you guys do good work. You guys put out good shit. Hey, thank you. Oh, it's my highest compliment. So. Thank you very much. <laughs> we do good shit. He's also biased. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're our friends, so yeah. This and you, you were good enough to come on this podcast, so I'm a little biased. Though, <laughs> for sure. Thank All right. You. He's not the hardball question. He's not Larry King. He's not, I'm not the hardball questions. I'm not. Neither is Mike. I, I, think I keep it from, Mike's the tough guy. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, tough? No, maybe not. He's angry, yes. Angry, angry, yes. Angry, angry yes. yeah. Surly? Salty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. salty. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, Mike, Mike will be back full time next week. Yeah. We'll be, uh, recording this beautiful space. But thank you guys for joining me. It's of course. Your podcast. Pleasure. Uh, Mingamike.com, Mingamike Show on Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 whatever. Follow. Uh, Twitter? You're on social media? Uh, Anyone you want to release? Yeah, um, but no. Okay. Uh, Drew the Movie, anything? Drew the Movie. Yeah, Drew the Movie. Watch it on on Netflix. Right. And yeah, um, yeah, Drew the Movie on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mingchen37. Tom Mom, at Tom Mom. At Tom Mom. And then at Blue Juice Comics. Yes. Right. And I'll just I'll plug a David Allen David Allen A L A N Arnold dot com cool. is where we'll f- you can find out more information about the book and the docu- the forthcoming documentary. Literally one of the nicest guys in the world, Dave Arnold. Awesome. Like, well, I, hope I, I, I hope I hope I get to have a beer with him one day. Uh, he doesn't drink. Okay. Yeah. I hope I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, He's had two beers in his life, and oh, they've wow. both been. Me pressuring him. Oh, okay. It's like Walt Flanagan. And okay, in both well, cases, everything's ended very badly. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, I, no, we'll, share, we'll, share, <laughs> we'll share a steak. For me. We'll share a steak together unless you've yeah. done any red meat. No, yeah, then, okay, good. All right. And uh, Mike, we miss you. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome you back. Come home, Michael. Come home, Mike. Come home. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>